0: Good evening. evening. This is not the first time I've spoken in this church, but it's been a long time. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that these things that were written down so long ago, still speak right into our hearts today. And so we thank you, Lord God, for the time to consider what your word says on this day as we look back on your death and all that is meant, all that it still means. We pray that you'll give us ears to hear and hearts to respond in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Over the next few days, if you're an Anglican, you may well hear these words read out in worship. And now we give you thanks, because in Christ's victory over the grave, a new age has dawned, the long reign of sin is ended, a broken world is being renewed, and humanity is once again made whole. It's great, isn't it? The Church of England does get a few things right. <laughs> but in anyone's language or in any denomination's language come to that, those are a pretty extreme set of claims, aren't they? A new age has dawned, the long reign of sin is ended, a broken world is being renewed, and humanity is once again made whole. If you put that to the average man or woman in the street, I wonder what you get back. You know. Come off it. You know, what about what about Ukraine? You know, a broken world being renewed. You know, what about everything that's happened while COVID has been rampant in this country and thousands of people have died, humanity made whole? No, come off it. What about the fact that we're having to cope with the most serious political and economic crisis in our lifetimes? Don't talk to me about a new age dawning. And when we think about it, you know, there is, at first there seems to be a lot of sense in some of those responses. That seems to be what it really is like. And so we ask ourselves... Is this another case of the Church of England getting its gaiters in the ringer? You know, we're just living in a world that's uh, far beyond reality. Well, actually, I don't think so, because I think the Bible does tell us another story and perhaps it's good friday that we need to look at in trying to work out why and and how we how we put all of that together with the life that we're experiencing you see in the account that brian's just read to us john talks about the culmination of Six hours of Christ's agony on the cross on Good Friday. And we can barely imagine the kind of Roman torture that this was. Death from suffocation, in fact, because of uh, the way that you're just hanging there for so long. But agonizing and painful in ways that we don't even want to think about. And at the end of that, Jesus, in his final words, according to John, just says, it is finished. Now, St. John sees no need to explain all that to us, which in some ways is a bit odd because in John's gospel there are plenty of other occasions where John does actually pause and tries to explain it to us you know he sort of mentions Judas bracket this was the one who betrayed him you know or uh, you know uh, the Jews do this sometimes you know it appears in the text so he's quite fond of explaining things is St John but he doesn't Explain this one. Jesus, at the end of it all, says it is finished. And it says that he surrenders his spirit to God. Because as God, he couldn't die. He had to give his spirit up. And anyway, if you think about it, what's this it? It would be nice if John had explained it, wouldn't it? (laughs) It is finished, says Jesus, as the last thing he says apparently before surrendering his life back to God, the Father. Quite a long time ago now, a Pentecostal minister who I came to respect a great deal um, <clears throat> said to me, well, you do realise that um, this wasn't the first time that God said it is finished. And I thought, oh yeah. So I had to ask him where it was. I didn't know the Bible so well then. <laughs> Think back to the story of creation. You know, God creates Everything that there is, the planets, the galaxies, and then on a smaller scale, this planet and the wonderful things that are in it, the incredible diversity of life. And he pauses from time to time at the end of these days and he looks at it and he says, this is good, this is great and in one or two occasions this is very good you know it's uh, you know how it is those of you who make things you know sometimes it comes out really well doesn't it and sometimes not so well you know ah this one's very good <laughs> and on the sixth day of creation god decides to make something that's uh, just really Cool and ace. The Jewish storyteller David Kossoff, who the older ones amongst you will remember, used to be on the TV. He put it really well once and he says, uh, And God looked down out of heaven onto the earth and he looked down into, and he, he looked down at this gorgeous, still mountain lake in the sunshine. And he saw his reflection in the water, and he said, Oh, yeah, that's what I'll make. And he makes people. And he gets to the end of day six of creation, and he says, This is very good. That's of course not the end of the story. It says on the seventh day of creation, God rested from all his work because it was finished, it was done. And the people who he had made at the end of day six woke up on day seven, and it was the Sabbath when God rested. And isn't it interesting that if you read on in that story in Genesis, there's no story about an eighth day. <laughs> that was how it was meant to be. You know, uh, these people who were, were put there to, to tend the earth and look after it. You know, there, there wasn't work to do in the sense of toil and sweat and all of that stuff. You know, they were were. They were made to enjoy the rest of God, the Sabbath. Fantastic. Well, of course, we all know what went wrong. And the bad choices that humanity made just led to a downward spiral of sin and death and evil. And I don't need to tell you guys the story you know. A lot of what happens. But even in the very early part of that story, God promises in, in Genesis 3 that uh, He'll send the seed of a woman to undo all of these terrible things. And time and again throughout the story of the Old Testament, God is going to send someone who is going to deal with these issues once and for all who's going to live a perfect life. One man who will be, yeah, God himself. And of course, God himself isn't always appealing to sinful humanity. And so we see in the Gospels the story about how this one is despised and rejected by men to the extent that in the end he's arrested and taken off and subjected to the worst form of Roman torture and execution that humanity could possibly dream up at the time. And he is put to death. And what's going on, as we've already thought about a bit tonight, because it was all prophesied in Isaiah chapter 53, was that all of that bad stuff was just placed on this one perfect man, so that forgiveness and peace and everything that's wonderful could be extended to us. But it was bigger than that, you know, there was the remaking, if you like, of the whole of creation something going on which was like all the exciting stuff that we read about in the first chapter of Genesis, but being remade in a way uh, that isn't going to go wrong again, That is going to last forever. And behind all of that agony which these soldiers and chief priests and Jews and disciples were witnessing was going on something that couldn't really be seen but which was nonetheless absolutely fantastic. And at the end of all of that, at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, this man who is God says, it is finished. Just like God said on the seventh day of creation. And people woke up into the Sabbath. Now that this God-man has laid down his life. Anyone who believes in him can wake up into God's forever Sabbath, including you and me. If only we will believe it. And so we have God's word for it. In the mouth of Jesus, it is finished. Nothing more requires to be done so that we can enjoy everything about God. If you're a Christian, you're never going to be any more saved than you are now. Yeah, there's a lot more to look forward to and to enjoy but but the key bit of it the critical moment has passed that's done and it isn't going to be done again and so in a very important sense you and I when we become Christians wake up into the forever sabbath which one day we'll experience in its fullness all this other stuff is just a temporary thing. And it gets really bad sometimes because there's still an enemy out there who's tempting us to believe that this other side of things is not true. Wow. So what we're thinking about in those words that I read at the beginning is, is, is true. In his victory over the grave, a new age is dawned, the long reign of sin is ended, a broken world is being renewed, and humanity is once again made whole. And it is finished, said Jesus, on the first Good Friday. And... Those of us who follow Jesus need to begin to start to believe that this is indeed the case. And that there's something about the now which has the tinge of a new age about it. And when we see it, we need to celebrate it, don't we? You know, when we see signs that the long reign of sin really is over, When we see lives being changed by the power of God and people walking out of terrible things into a stable uh, and good place. A broken world is being renewed. Yeah, we need to work hard at creating a a new world. Not, Not in the sense of toil, but working alongside God to make sure that what he's purposing really does come to pass. And yeah, I've I've no problem with people who uh, want to make our environment around us a better place and and whatever. It's part of all of that. And humanity is once again made whole. Well, goodness me, don't we need to see that? But we do see things happening from time to time when uh, we see God breaking out. We need to see a lot more of it. And, of course, the proof of it all finally is, of course, that the one who said it is finished at 3 p.m. on that Friday afternoon burst out of the grave on the Sunday morning and he's never going to die again. (laughs) Well, I hope that uh, when Sunday dawns in a couple of days' time, we can begin to celebrate all of these things all of us in our own different ways and as Easter day comes let's make sure that we live as if we believe it